Am I ready to go? I don't know. Hello and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. My name is Brock Dennis, believe I, it or not. I, and I'm Aaron Flores. Who? <laughs> Aaron Flores. Nice to meet you. Where are you from? I am broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking and traveling locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, and transit adventures, and life hacks. And today... <laughs> Just let it hang for a while. <laughs> no, I was waiting for you to say it. Oh, spring break. Spring break. break. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was actually I was debating in my head, should I say spring break? Why not? I mean, I it guess was, we're talking about that. It yes. was spring break. Yes. You and I both had a break. It was spring. Technically, this, the vernal equinox has passed. That is true. It was yes. March 20th this year, right? It was. Right. Kind yes. of like tax day like, is April 15th. <laughs> It is not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we get it. I need those three days, Brock. <laughs> I need those extra days. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I, as I understand, you went to Hawaii. Yes, as I understand, you went to Santa Fe. That's correct, and also New Mexico, which is yes. around Santa Fe. Well, yes, surrounds. <laughs> Wait, were you... So you were not just in Santa Fe. I was right. not just. I, I went to Santa Fe, and then I also went other places. I went to, ah, Including yes. Taos. I don't, I don't know Taos. Taos. Taos is a town in New Mexico in which uh, all, of your, all of your hippie dreams come true. Wait, did you go to Roswell? No. Oh. That was in the opposite direction. Oh, okay. yeah, That's you can right. only go to one. I did hear the Taos hum, maybe. Oh, that's why I know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The big mountain, uh-huh. like in the background, and like supposedly there's like a, a base or something it's under a there. Beautiful mountain. Yeah, yeah, and it hums. Well, I, well, I hear the hum is supposed to come from west of Taos, but oh, really? I mean, all that to say, I, I went there. We can we can talk about it a bit more. But I mean, yes, yeah, the the hum is debatable. Right, right. So should I start? I suppose. Okay, so I went to New Mexico. I did not bicycle in New Mexico. I, I know everyone's going to be really disappointed to hear that. I apologize. Ooh. I did rent a car, which... We're losing so many listeners Interleaves. Right I know, exactly, just dropping off. Rented a car, he's out. I'm out. I, no, no. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I can't believe it. Driving? Yeah. So, um, for all you, uh, all you anti-car zealots out there, uh, I apologize for my rental of a car. Forgive me, listener, for I have sinned. It has been three months since my last car rental. <laughs> You're holding your phone under the table because it's making noise. It's, it's yeah. What did? Were you pulling yeah. up a song? I'm I'm queuing up. It, did it sound like this? Is that the Tao song? This is the Tao song, according to you. Uh, Devin Pineapple. So who recorded the Tao song? I, I mean, aside from Devin Pineapple, like what? Because uh, I thought it was. I mean, how would you? By the way, the eyes are ones. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that means. Like when he spelled out his name. Oh, I see. Okay, like so. The, like the, another one already existed, so he had to so create he, a yeah. different. Yeah. Okay. 
user profiles. So I don't think I heard that. Maybe I didn't hear the tail sound. <laughs> but did it sound more like blue? No, no, that was <laughs> oh, determined okay. to be a natural occurrence, right? Yeah, There's nothing. Ice uh, flow. Yeah, nothing unnatural about an ice flow breaking apart and causing a bloop in the ocean. Uh, conspiracy theorists will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't need to explain it for everyone else. But uh, no, my old housemate Jeff moved to New Mexico. He was doing a kind of a snowbird thing for a couple of years where he yeah. would go down there in January and February and get away from some of the Northwest cold and chill and rain and all that, which is really a good idea. But he worked at a restaurant down there and then he met a lady and decided to move down there. So, uh, how great. Yeah. So we went down to visit and, uh, how's he doing? He's good. He's good. He's about to move to Idaho, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, uh, we'll see what happens. Just can't get enough of the Pacific Northwest. Huh? You know, it, you know, uh, you gotta go places. You gotta see things. That's you gotta true. have a varied life experience. But we went down and we stayed with Jeff while we were there. And, uh, man, New Mexico is beautiful. Yeah. It looks surprisingly a lot like Eastern Oregon, you know, like, <laughs> which uh, is also quite beautiful, I hear. It is, yeah. You got like kind of pine forests and, uh, large plains full of sagebrush and that sort of thing. So, you know, there's, uh, stuff all over the place. But, uh, yeah, we did uh, we did a trip down there. We we went uh, I want to say three full days, so maybe four or five in all. But uh, man, the most convoluted trip I suppose in the way that we got there. Uh, I have a connection with a certain airline, and so I had standby reservations for our trip. Oh, and so we rented a car to get from Portland to Seattle. Uh, stopped in to see my so family. How does, how does one get on standby reservations? You, you just kind of have to know somebody. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You just show up at the airport and be like, so I got these standby reservations. <laughs> and at airport security, they say, that's not a real standby reservation. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm standing by right here. No, but the person I'm connected okay, to, anyway. has, uh, they have a certain seniority level at a certain airline. And so we, uh, we kind of connected with them. And uh, they put your name on a list. And if there's room on the plane, you get on the plane and go. Nice. And so we flew to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then we got a car rental there. And then we drove to Santa Fe. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was nice. I, I think I've said this before, but I like uh, the idea that if you don't own a car, you can own every car. Or you have access to every car because you can rent whatever you want. That's true. So we got, uh, what was it called? Uh, the Nissan, not the Nissan Leaf, but uh, another compact hatchback kind of, uh, you know, it was surprisingly roomy inside. It was a good, uh, yeah. And so as a person who doesn't own a car, I was like, if I ever did own a car, I think I might get this one. But is it the Versa? Versa, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Nissan Versa is very roomy inside. It's very uh, economical. We got amazing gas mileage because we drove a lot uh, when we were down in New Mexico. So anti-car zealots, I apologize. <laughs> Write me off, but they're, they're out of here by now. I already said that earlier. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. And New Mexico, really beautiful. I think uh, Santa Fe in particular, one of the things I really appreciated was the Spanish Pueblo revival architecture. Oh, really? Like, they've kind of decided that every building in Santa Fe uh, in a certain radius should look like, like this. And so it's all like the Pueblo-style building. So they're all square and adobe, and they've got, you know, posts sticking out of the tops. And it's really—I uh, kept on describing it as looking like Tatooine. <laughs> oh, know? really? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's just it's very— you know, I, I here in the Northwest, uh, I'm used to kind of traditional ranch houses and that sort of thing, or Victorian houses, All or done out of houses, cedar shake, and totally. Yeah. And they don't really meld that well with the environment. But all this adobe stuff looked exactly like it, sh like it looked like it belonged there. It's like right. this is a, as they say, the land of enchantment. So, 
Um, and you were enchanted. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yo soy mucho encantado. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great. But we spent a day exploring Santa Fe. And then uh, we also went up to... So here, here's a cool fun fact. Um, so, of course, uh, one must be responsible when they're driving. You can't drink and drive. That's that's a problem. But Especially if you're renting a car. No kidding. But once but I was especially settled... Especially if you own the car. Once but I was settled and in place, uh, when you go up in elevation, beer yes. affects you differently. It's stronger. Oh, so I, I had never one drink. And I was like, holy shit, I've had two. It was huh. great. Yeah. So. Did you look this up later on? Or no, I was told. You, I was I was okay. told in preparation because my housemate, Jeff, knows that I like a couple of beers. Right. And he was like, you know, just be careful because uh, this one is going to count for two. Huh. And it did. It was wow. Great. So you, you started feeling it quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Which means you can get drunk for less. I know. Super cheap. <laughs> yeah. Pro tip. <laughs> All you have to do is spend $1,000 on travel expenses. <laughs> But uh, what what we did it was great. It was it was great just to be there to explore a city. The first day was a walking tour of Santa Fe, so we kind of went through the artist district, and uh, there's a ton of art in Santa Fe, and kind of yep. all over New Mexico, but especially Santa Fe. Like artists have been there ever since one of their wagons broke down, like north of Taos, I guess, and uh, they were like in traditional artist fashion. Hey, we can't go anywhere. I guess we're gonna I make art we're here. Gonna... Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Santa Fe is full of uh, sculptures and paintings and that sort of thing. Uh, it's a very, very artistic town. Uh, we never really saw too much of the uh, like the, the crystal loving uh, supernatural spiritualist sort of uh, things. But, oh, really? But I know they are there. I was going to say, like, I thought that was like where all of it went to die. I think I might have uh, I might have strategically avoided ah, it. Ah, OK. But uh, it's not because I'm against it. It's just because it's not me. So, yeah. Uh, we, but we took a walk, and it was pretty cool just to kind of see things. I uh, ate a bunch of cool food. Uh, there was this great restaurant that made, it was duck tacos, but they had slices of jicama as the taco shells. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, if you slice jicama long, you yeah. get this little, like, you know, you, you just kind of fold it up, and it's it's a great little shell to put your huh. stuff in. So instead of eating a corn tortilla, you have this jicama shell. Uh, the restaurant wow. was called Vinaigrette. It was great. So. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And then we went to Taos, and uh, we also did some some hiking. Uh, did some hiking where the Rio Grande, the actual Rio Grande, it was crazy. Because I've always heard, you know, like I'm an old hoke, cowhand, the Rio Grande. But <laughs> right. you know, it, uh, it was a real river. Was it? Uh, was it big? No, not not there? too big. No, okay. <laughs> we we saw it closer to its source. I see. Uh, but the confluence of the Rio Grande and the Red River, we uh, ended up doing a hike up there, and uh, they said, you know, look out for rattlesnakes and that sort of thing. I never saw one, so that was good. But we did. Did like you hear a, any? No, no, but uh, amazing campsites at this place. It's like a BLM National Monument, I think, uh, or maybe just a BLM recreation site. I forget kind of what the administration looks like, but amazing spot. But you could hike down. There was like a seven-mile loop, or you could hike like two miles in or something uh, to one of these campgrounds. The campgrounds had uh, like corrugated metal houses over their camping areas. So I would imagine if you're there in winter, I don't know if people camp there in the winter or not. Nobody was camping when we were there. But, uh, you know, you could be sheltered from the elements. And in the summer, you could also be sheltered from the elements because the sun would be hot, I suppose. So, All right. Yeah. So pretty cool. Um, I was surprised. Like, you know, we, we traveled a great distance, and it looks very much like eastern Oregon. So um, it, it gave me a greater appreciation for the state I live in because, you know, if you can't go a long ways away, you can go somewhere else that looks like it. Right. Uh, just no Pueblo architecture. But, uh, yeah, 
and discovered uh, various beers from New Mexico. So it was a good trip, all in all. Uh, it snowed the last morning that we were in Santa Fe. Oh, really? Yeah, because huh. it was like 70 or 80 degrees during the day some days. Uh, but it was also oh, because like, it's desert, it drops really yeah, low at night at high elevation. So it was like 32 at night or something. Okay. So the day that we had to drive back to Albuquerque in the rental car and then catch our flight home, uh, well, you know, it was, it was snowy. So, wow. Yeah. It's winter spring. That's so interesting. Springter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was good, but it was nice just to kind of step out do something out of the norm and all that. So that was, that was my experience. Uh, I did also on the way down, got to stop by, see my family, hang out with them. It was good, good oh, quality good. family time, which I haven't had for a while. And, uh, then on the way back, actually, the problem with standby is that, uh, if your flights are booked and you get bumped, you're on you, standby. You, you get bumped. Wait. Yeah. yeah. And we got bumped from our first flight along with like 60 or 70 other people who had also been bumped due to like a plane malfunction or something. Uh-huh. And that meant that all of our chances for flying to Portland from Seattle were just like ridiculously. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like all these people who are paying customers are already waiting yep. for these seats. Yep. So we rented a car. Oh, So okay. we drove back drove. down. Yeah. yeah. And that was an extra like. 250 bucks or something but to me it was worth it as instead of just waiting around for a free ride that might not get there that may be, you know we yeah. had i think we had probably spent the bulk of our standby reservation it's a nominal fee but spent the bulk of that on the trip from albuquerque back to the northwest and so it made sense to me just to kind of hang out and yeah let's yeah, let's just drive that. home let's do yeah. that uh one-way rentals way more expensive than in-town rentals oh really like yeah, they it, had like 100 like to 150 for, bucks. Huh. Yeah, because... Uh, they want to make sure it gets back to somewhere. Yeah, you're shuffling their assets. Yeah. So I think, uh, I don't know, it, it's, to me, was still worth it. Like, to me, it was worth it because we had the expendable income, I guess. Like, we could afford to rent a car. And to me, it made more sense than just waiting on standby. Because, okay. you know, yeah. some people who don't have fixed schedules or you can work from anywhere, you know, if you've got one of those jobs, that's a good deal because then you can... You know, you, you can just hang around. You can do right. your work at the airport. You wait for the next available flight. But I have a schedule. And I had friends that were, I wanted to see them before I had to go back to work yeah. on Monday and all that. So uh, the calculation I made was we're going to rent this car. It's going to be a one-way rental. And we're going to be home when kind of <laughs> a reasonable time. Pay for the convenience, I guess. Basically, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess that is the thing. Like if anyone else has access to standby reservations, if you're planning on traveling somewhere and you have standby reservations, it is a bit of a crapshoot because you don't exactly know if you're going to get to do this or not. So yeah. it's a good situation for some people. It's definitely a money saver, but uh, it's not the best way to go all the time. Right. So you did not fly standby I on your not. adventure. You bought your tickets. Bought and paid for <laughs> You know what else is bought and paid for? These fine <laughs> beverages from the beer mongers of Southeast Division of 12. <laughs> yes, I'm drinking the Trainwreck Red, which I've had before, which is why I can say it's a fine beverage. I'm drinking Brew Doctors Kombucha, the winter seasonal vanilla oak, Ooh. which... You can't get anymore. I it's guess. a kombucha. That's why. That's why I've never seen it since because <laughs> it was a seasonal. But you know but, the the beer mongers at Southeast Division and Twelve has fantastic beverages seasonally. Their selection changes all the time, and you know what? They always have live games, sports games. You with can really sound. taste the oak. Oh, nice! And uh, they're a great place to hang out. 
you know, they've got special events coming all the time uh, as far as uh, beer releases, that sort of thing. There's an enormous wooden stick on the ceiling. There's cribbage night every Tuesday. Prizes for people who skunk. And, uh, yeah, they're a great spot. So the beer mongers. Southeast Division and 12th. That's right. Nice alley to my oop. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of, uh, I also like that it's not a visual medium, but you did. <laughs> but I still did it anyway. You did the three-point shot movement there with your hands. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, the beer mongers, they're great. Yeah. Uh, we actually met up there with Tim Mooney uh, just before you left. And Aaron Green and Guthrie Straw. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and Guthrie Straw from Petal yes. Dream. Yeah, uh, it was a cool bike touring dudes meetup. So, yeah. Speaking of Aaron Green, yeah, a few of our listeners might have something in common with Aaron Green. Really? In that their envelopes are well traveled. <laughs> <laughs> Some you, of you <laughs> are you speaking about the envelopes in which we mail them their uh, their backer rewards for being Patreon donors? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait, did Aaron Green's envelope go to Hawaii with you? It didn't go to Hawaii. Oh, okay. No, no, but it, it was well traveled. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, and I think I don't think any of them are as delayed as Aaron Green's envelope was. Let's when hope I finally not. delivered. Yeah, that yeah. was like almost a year, I think. Sorry, Paul Paul Coberson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And other donors. <clears throat> yes, but who've yet to get your stickers? And I've thrown in extra stickers. Oh, there we well. go. Well, yeah, that makes yeah. up for it, right? And and you know also who <laughs> who else can say like hey these were in Hawaii and then came back yeah before they got mailed these were in Aaron Flores's bag who knows you might have picked up some uh, Hawaiian microbes that's right you know I have <laughs> I know that for sure so bought and paid for your tickets to Hawaii yes yeah bought and paid for. Just and like these beers. That's right. Thank you, beer mongers at Southeast Division and 12. So, you, sir, uh, went to Hawaii. You can really taste the oak, mm. by the way. Honestly, I can't taste much right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really bad cold. Oh, okay. I didn't notice. Oh, really? You wouldn't have had to have said anything. Oh. Let's I just mean, let's, let's rewind. I'm perfectly Wait. healthy. <laughs> so, Aaron Flores, you went to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii. <laughs> And all I got was this lousy head cold. <laughs> I thought I backed up the tape for you. <laughs> no, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit with Anna uh, about yeah, the trip. Yeah, that'll uh, when, be coming up soon. When Tim Mooney comes back into town. Uh, but but you went to Hawaii, so we're going to talk about some went of those Hawaii, things. Went to Hawaii. We brought Bromptons with us. Yes, folding bicycles was, from England. That was so cool. Available at Clever Cycles. Yeah, which is where we got them. Yeah. Also on, well, Southeast Hawthorne and Ninth. Yes, very close to the beer mongers in Southeast, Southeast Division, Division 12. 12. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so tell me about the trip. Um, well, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil too much. Nope, spoilers. Um, but I went there. I think I think it's pretty well known. I went there uh, for my brother's wedding. Yes, him and Sandy. Who yeah, were Ben on, and Sandy. Yeah, they've been uh, previous guests. Uh, what uh, three, four months back now? It was in November. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably one of the worst months to come visit Portland. But mm -hmm. And yet they, they went did. And did it. Yeah, last year. <laughs> and we had this is a funny thing actually. So we had sort of an opposite uh, hotel experience than they had. Really? Like they went to a hotel, like as far as temperature wise, they uh -huh. went to a hotel in Portland in November. Yeah. And so by instinct, 
Sandy, now Ben's wife, my sister-in-law. Yeah. No, now I just stopped it, I think. Oh, really? Oh, is it still yeah. going? Oh, sorry. That's one more edit for all of again. us. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Sandy, my sister-in-law, Ben's now wife, uh, they get to the hotel and she cranks up the heat. Uh-huh. It's like 65 or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous temperature for someone from Hawaii. Right, right. And so, like, she's got the she's got the thermostat up to, like, almost 80. Uh-huh. <laughs> At one point when I went to visit them in their hotel room, I'm like, ah, my clothes. What is going on? It's like a sauna in here. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, so we went to Hawaii uh, in March. Yes, this coming month. Coming from, yes. No, last month. Well, no. last month yeah. and, and a little bit of April, I guess. Right. Coming from, you know, Portland, which, you know, it's rainy and wet, wet, cold, and 40s and 50s, Boo. if you were lucky. And we get to the hotel and we're like, it's too hot. We like turn on the AC <laughs> and you're cranking it up. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What was your, uh, what was your temperature? What was your thermostat set to? Low. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It like was like 65. Something like that. Yeah. We got, I think, I think it came with the room, but I know it was in a different position after our first day there. Uh-huh. Um, every day. Oh, my God. We got we didn't get fresh linens every day, but they like came and cleaned up our okay. room, and we got fresh towels every Ooh, day. Nice. So yeah. half linen service. Yeah. Uh, linen service was on Wednesday. Oh, I see. Okay. It was like on this, on this placard that I think it was in the hotel to begin with. Yeah. But it was moved the first day to a more obvious spot. Oh. Because yeah. because you left your linens because, everywhere. No, because we left our AC on. <laughs> like, we are environmentally like included, friendly. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It was like this whole, like, we're environmentally friendly. We will give you fresh towels when they're used. Please you observe. Know. We will give you, you know, that's why we only do, like, linen service on one day on Wednesdays. Okay. So if you are sweating because you are from the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> yes, then but then it was also like also help us and right. don't leave your AC on when you leave the yeah. hotel. But take as many showers as you need to to clean your body off. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so you yeah. went for their wedding, and their wedding wasn't for a while. So you had some time. No, before. we went. So we left the 28th of March, and uh-huh. the wedding wasn't until the 2nd of April. Okay. Not uh, April Fool's Day. No. Okay. I I honestly, there was a part of me, <laughs> I think, I think uh, this would take way too much yeah. uh, ambition on my brother's part, but there was a part of me that was like, Thinking after he's got it all set up, after we're all in the estate, because we all came to the estate yes. that he had set aside for us up on the North Shore. Uh-huh. Uh, the North Shore of the on, Big Island? Yeah. No, no. Sorry. No. North Shore of Oahu. Oahu. We stayed on Oahu the whole Oahu. time. Oahu. Yes. Um, anyways, we all get to this estate on April 1st, and there was a part of me that was like, He's going to like come out and be like, April Fools, I just wanted my whole family on vacation together. We eloped. We never... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they did not. They had a, no, they had a they proper had a, wedding. They had a proper wedding. There we go. And Sandy's dad had really great things to say. Um, and 
yeah, uh, it was just it was really cool. Very cool. Um, again, I don't want to like spoil too much. Right. Did some riding around yeah. beforehand, though. So uh, let's talk about what was the riding around like? Because you had Brompton um, folding bicycles from England. Yeah, from Clever Cycles at Southeast Hawthorne and Ninth. <laughs> and ninth, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Southeast Ninth and Hawthorne. Yes. Um, that is not a paid plug. No. Well, I guess. Let's yeah. say no more. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I don't get paid. That's I, right. I don't even yeah, see. You can you can hear me like I believe in out. you. But anyway, um, getting them there, no problem. Um, riding around like so. You heard Ben on the show, and and Dan kind of talked about it a few times when he was on the show uh, since moving to Hawaii. Yeah, like traffic unfriendly. Uh huh. Not good for bicycle riding. To bikes. Okay. People get hit all the time. Uh huh. He says there's like there's a new law that um, increased the fines for hitting a pedestrian okay. and a bicyclist. Yeah. And all that's that hasn't reduced the numbers of people being hit. It's Ooh. actually increased the numbers of hit and runs <sighs> because people still get hit. But now they're like, oh, well, I'm going to not gonna responsible try, for yeah. this. Yep. Oh, shit. That's rough. I get away with got to get away with this. Yeah. yeah. You I were not hit by a vehicle. No, no we were not. Honestly, no. there wasn't a time we were. We were choosy. We were a little picky, too. Uh-huh. Uh, but there wasn't a time that I can think of where uh, I felt like, oh, this is sketchy. Uh-huh. Um, oh, so you were riding in good places. Yeah. I mean, we were, like I said, we were picky. Uh, the time we biked out to the westernmost point of the island, uh-huh. uh, we took a bus out of the city first. Okay. You get away from some of that, uh, some of that BS. Yeah, and yeah. you know the the sort of bike path, the marked bike path. Um, you know, you see the signs along the road. It's uh, we had a shoulder. It was a not wide a, enough shoulder. Not a path, more of a route. Right, right, yeah. or bike route. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it, and it was a it was a shoulder on the side of the road. It was wide enough, and even still, like people gave us. A wide enough berth. Oh, and, good. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of vehicle traffic, and the times that there were, it was alongside like these beach parks. Okay, where the um, the speed is reduced to like twenty five miles an hour. Anyways, there we go. That's good. Not everybody observes that, Indeed. but yeah, uh, most do, and so those who don't still end up having to by default, anyways, <laughs> because of the people who are doing who the are. responsible yes. thing. Yeah, yes. So. I I probably if I had more experience biking through Waikiki and Honolulu, I probably would share the same opinions okay. as my brothers. Yeah, uh, or maybe come to the same opinions as my brothers. But then again, they don't bike, right? So you do. They they are seeing this from a, a different lens. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So there's that. I thought it was all right. It wasn't great. Um, but I haven't, hadn't had like any of those like stressful interactions That's good. that, that happened from time to time yeah. here in Portland. And according to Facebook and the Instagram, you saw some beautiful shit. We saw some beautiful shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to spoil too much cause I, I, I want to save 
some for when Anna is on the show for and, the actual and, bike yeah, trips. When yeah, we, when we talk about what it. can you say? Um, it was just amazing, <laughs> and <laughs> um, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn to say that maybe Anna got a little bit of the bug for bike touring. Really? Now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she might come back to Oregon and say, "Let's ride in Oregon somewhere." Maybe. Yeah. At least, at least in nice weather. She's, okay. Yeah. She's more than once while we were there talked about going back to Hawaii ah, in the future yeah. and riding right. in Hawaii. But to get ready so, for that, she needs to bike tour in Oregon. Maybe. Right. I mean. Yeah. You know. Well, uh, you and I should talk later. The only about... way to gain experience is to have experiences. Yeah, I have a potential trip you could join. Ooh, yeah. potential. Yes. I mean, it's on the calendar. Oh, yes. Uh, Aaron Green and I um, are hosting a, a private uh, oh. a private thing. Oh, so I can't it's invite not on everybody, our but yes, no, it's not it's not for the world. But a small group of friends doing a bike camping trip. Oh, you okay. could go with us. I mean, it's in Oregon. It's going to be uh, wet and rainy and all that. So April mm. showers, as you know, right? Yeah. But uh, anyhow, so, yeah, being being in Hawaii, I mean, like, what was your experience like bicycling? What was the climate like? Did you have a hard time adjusting to bicycling in a different climate area? Hell no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you were okay with it. <laughs> Did you have a hard time adjusting to paradise? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess the, in retrospect, that's a dumb question. But well, yes. but here's the thing yeah. is I brought a rain jacket. I brought my rain legs. Uh-huh. I brought waterproof socks. Yeah. Because you know, I brought my surly jersey. Are there dependable showers every day? I mean, we were at a hotel or at the at the uh, state every day. We didn't do any bike camping. Okay, so you weren't out overnight, but no, you never got caught out in the rain. Oh yeah, you did. Oh yeah. Okay, it would. There was a time um, that we just got dumped on. So it's a good thing you brought your rain legs and your rain jacket. <laughs> well, those were at the hotel socks. at that point. <laughs> okay, actually. that's good. That's good. <laughs> But that's the thing is, like, you get dumped on, and it's, like, done after maybe an hour. Right. And the sun comes out. Yeah. And you dry off. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have to, like, step off the bike for a little while to do so, or just keep riding, because, you know, wind also helps. Yeah. It reminds um, me of my bicycle but, touring experiences in Colorado, where, like, you had a kind of a, like, 3 p.m. every day, there's going to be a thunder shower. Yeah. And then after that, you move on. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, we rode in the rain, only because... We didn't know what else to do. You had to. You were yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, like, you know, the sun comes out. Yeah. And, like, riding in the rain, the rain came down at, like, you know, bath water temperature. <laughs> so it's not really you know? unpleasant necessarily. <laughs> no. No, if anything, like, I probably would have soaped up right then and there. There you counted go. as a shower. I would like to have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought of that right now. I guess it's I time for my bath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> with your like long underwear or whatever. <laughs> like one of those old timey ones with the flap. <laughs> yeah, like the ones you have. Oh yeah. Yes, I have exactly. I you know, um, it reminds me of uh there was in, in Santa Fe at the the trinket shop. I'm sorry, it was in Taos actually at the trinket shop, there was uh, a hillbilly bubble bath, which I suppose you would find in many trinket this shops in the weird. West. Okay. It was a bag of beans, and it said, consume 30 minutes before <laughs> bath. It was labeled as extra it. strength. Yes. Ah, but nice. uh, you, that, that's the picture I got, actually, of you being in paradise. And, yeah, <laughs> With my hillbilly bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. 
that that sounds really really great. I mean, like, how is it returning to Oregon? Um, Wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a lot harder than I thought. Uh huh. And some of it is kind of out of my own laziness. Like, uh, I originally planned to stay in Hawaii until Tuesday, and so then have Wednesday as my like buffer day. Yeah. Um, and that didn't quite work out financially. Um, and we almost did fly standby though. Oh, really? Uh, when we landed in San Francisco on the way home, they're like, you know, we're overbooked. We need three volunteers. And the only thing that stopped us was they weren't going to be able to put us on the same flight. Oh, um, you know, next time there was an opening and And it was going to be overnight. Yeah. It's good to be together. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. In the end, we were like, well, but it's also free hotel. Like, they have to put us up for the night, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, because you were um, and then bought we, and paid so for So then it. we like, were like, yeah, we'll do it. And they're like, yeah, you're too late. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, well, fine. No San Francisco nights we'll for you. we'll stay together. Yeah. <laughs> San Francisco days, San Francisco nights. I don't know that song. Chris Isaac. Oh. Uh, yeah. But, uh, no. But, uh, that I mean, that uh, the choices you have to make, you know, on the fly, really. Yeah. That's yeah. a tricky thing because you have to know that you and your travel partner or or your life partner who's traveling with you, uh, you life have to be on the same for life page. Partner. Yeah, exactly. You have to make sure that you are both on the same page because if one says, "Oh, we could like save a bunch of money or have a cool romantic night out or whatever," right? Uh, that you know, it's all weighed in the balance, I suppose. Yeah, a lot of when we were traveling, um, or when we were in Hawaii. Uh, even saving up for Hawaii, like, you know, we've got this shared credit card that, you know, gives you travel points. Right. And, like, all of our spending while we were in Hawaii, double points because it's, like, while you're on vacation, <laughs> you know, you get double points because it's, like, travel-oriented. Right. Um, so, yeah, we've we've been focusing on, like, whatever our next trip is going to be, like, Points, points, points. And so when it came time to volunteer, we're like, okay, that's like halfway to our next trip. Points. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, even though it might cost us a little bit more like going out to eat (laughs) or whatever, you know. But But those are also points. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Credit cards, man. Uh, It's uh, it's a funny deal. They get you. Yeah. They get you. Right. um, We didn't. We came home. Um, So we came home Tuesday-ish. Sorry. Monday night. Um, and that was kind of hellacious. I, I will let Anna talk more on that. Okay. Other than the, I'll just say like, there was some wrong information given. We were forced to check our Bromptons as luggage. Oh yeah. Um, and they did not return in the same condition. Mm, see uh, the Instagram or the were. Twitter for details, right? Uh, I don't think I Instagram that yet. Okay. Um, mostly because, we did file a claim. We did end up filing a claim with But you had uh, to file United. a claim. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we filed a claim with United um, claiming that, yeah, that you damaged our bikes. Right. And, uh, um, so I'm not going to make that like the social uh, – <laughs> what is it? The, the social uh, uh, network war with them. But it there was a point where we were actually debating that um, – and I think she even mentioned that to the the manager who who were who was forcing us to um, check these. It was like, you know, I work for the shop that rents these. Right. We sell a ton of these. Yeah. 
you know, do should we go to Twitter with this? Like <laughs> at this point, like what do we have to lose? Right. Um, but we decided not to for the time being. I don't know right. if we will. We'll see what in happens. End, yeah, uh, resolution is pending, I suppose. Right. Yes, and in that respect, and I'll let again. Like, I don't want to reveal too much. Right, um, right. Because we've and, shared a lot of stories on the podcast about like you know successful Brompton travel, and a lot of people who have done really great trips. And getting there was great, absolutely amazing. It's it's interesting because I was like singing the praises of this airline. Yeah, uh, like like we got to Hawaii, they let us like take them. Uh, on the plane, um, and the only reason why we gate checked them was because everyone else put their giant bags up where we would have put our brown. You're trying to be nice, right? Right. Like he, the lady, the lady who um, was at the TSA was like, "Those are the coolest things ever. I want to yeah. get me one." Yeah. And like the lady who let us gate check our our bikes was like, "Oh, that's such a great idea." But for some reason, like these people, uh, either out of fear or ignorance or both or concern or nervousness, when um, same airline uh, in Hawaii, like really just was adamant, like these have to be checked as luggage. Right. Um, it sounds like there, a... wasn't, there wasn't any budging. It was like two immovable objects. <laughs> and eventually we decided we will be the the movable, movable object. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It reminds me a little bit of the uh, Ellie Blue and Joe Beal Amtrak bike story, it in which like very you know, much reminded me of it. You um, expect that things are going to go well, and then perhaps they don't. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it very again, much reminded me of it. And details forthcoming on yeah, the that next was part episode. Of my push to like, well, why don't we take it to social media? It worked right. for it worked for Ellie Blue and Joe Beal. Right, right. right. Um, but, but you also don't want to be a dick about it, right? Well, and that's the thing. I did mention like. Something on our Twitter feed, like I, I took a picture of a tennis racket. Ah, I'll, I'll mention this the story sporting it's, goods. It's kind of funny. Yes, uh, a tennis racket <laughs> sticking out of the overhead compartment. This like, is what bin. I remember from Twitter. Yeah. Yes, and so I took a picture of that and just said like, "Oh, so you wouldn't let our Bromptons on, but this is cool. This thing like sticking out of the of the overhead compartment. This tennis racket does that not obviously fit. doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah. right." And the funny thing about that is the lady who had the tennis racket, it's like strapped to her backpack. She puts her backpack on, turns around to grab something from her seat, uh-huh. clocks the dude behind her oh. with, the, with the handle of the oh, racket. Oh, man. Oh, man. Bam, right in the face. And I'm like, see? You wouldn't do that with a nope. folding bicycle. Nope. Uh, what's, uh. The, what's the weapon here? What's the dangerous <laughs> object? I'm sorry that puts a damper on the whole thing, but but just like maybe in wrapping up, like what are some takeaways as far as like going to Hawaii with a Brompton? Uh, you were advised, I believe, by some some listeners, if I'm not mistaken, some people had given you some tips uh, Harry about Harry Hugel, yeah, in specific, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, he rode around when he lived uh, on Oahu uh, with a Brompton, um, and yeah, the bus drivers were great. Uh-huh. Um, the only real concern we had while we were on the bus was just like, are we taking up too much room? Is like this blocking access for somebody? But sure. no one ever complained. Yeah, you were considerate. Um, a few people uh, were like very complimentary. One guy like was a little scary, sketchy. Um, another guy, Anthony, shout out to Anthony. Anthony. He was like, oh, man, you're going to have such a great time riding. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, Anthony's been super active on our Twitter recently. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's great. I don't think it's the same Anthony. Oh, never mind. No, no, no it's, it's not. not. Oh, okay. No. I got gotcha. you. No, this Excuse is me. like a local dude that oh, was like, I see. That was like uh, we met on the bus. Gotcha. He he steered us right though for uh-huh. like food, man. Oh, really? Yeah. What did yeah. he steer you towards? This little hole in the wall, no bigger than our trailer. Uh-huh. Um called Aloha Poke. Ooh. And it's like in Waianae, which is like halfway between where we were at and Honolulu. Like you had some fish on this trip. Oh, God. There wasn't a day that went by that we didn't have fish. <laughs> because you're a vegetarian, but you also eat, eat fish. But I you're do a eat pescatarian. fish. I, I yes. love fish. And, um, man, the ahi pictures, so many. I think <laughs> Anna shared some of those, yes. which I saw. Yes. So, yes, including you flipping a fish on a grill. That was a red snapper about, Ooh. yeah, what is that, like three feet? That's a large yeah. snapper. Yeah. It was huge. <laughs> I, and if you if you look at the picture close enough... You can see where, like, the tail has been torn off because I tried to, like, grab it by the tail to flip it. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's like, I don't know, like 10, 15, maybe 20 pounds. That's a lot of fish. Of fish, yeah. yeah. And, like, it's also hot. Uh-huh. And the only part that wasn't was, like, that one end of the tail. <laughs> hot so I, fish. I grabbed it. And, of yeah. course, you know, meat that gets cooked uh-huh. gets soft. And yes. it just pulled the tail right <laughs> off because I tried to... <laughs> Uh, I'm proud yeah. of you. But it was cool. It was cool. I Yeah, I can't wait to have Anna in and, uh, like, give you all, like, the real gory details of right. it. Right. Um, so takeaways. What should people know or what should people do if they <laughs> uh, tend to uh, bicycle to Hawaii? Um, man, if you've got a Brompton or have access to a Brompton, do it. Uh, there is also the e-bike store, I think is what it's called, uh, there in Honolulu. Uh, that also rents Bromptons. Really? Yeah. But there's bikes all over, man. Yeah. Be- they're like mostly like cruisers. Nice. But they're there. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's as dangerous as the perception. Okay. So don't gives. listen to your brothers. Don't listen to a non-biker <laughs> about the safety of biking. Right. In in a place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wherever you're going, it's possible. And go with your gut. Like, we weren't very keen on some of the roads that the um, the Google Maps sent us on. Yeah. And so we took our, our own routes, or sometimes we rode the sidewalks because it seemed a lot safer than having to fight five lanes of one direction traffic. Sure. You know, and trying to make a left turn across all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go with your gut. You know, be smart, be safe, but don't be afraid. Sometimes taking a risk isn't isn't all that bad. That's right. Yeah. Put yourself out there. See what happens. Yes. That's fantastic. And bring a lock. Yes. <laughs> lock your shit. <laughs> Don't get it stolen. Yes. You did not get your shit stolen. Nope. We brought locks. I'm I'm happy for you. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, I'm welcome home, sir. I'm it's oh, good to see you, you again. Yeah. I'm glad and you're welcome here. Welcome home to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh well, hey, let's or should check. I say welcome home? Get it? Right? Because you were in Taos? Ooh. <laughs> That's right. The Taos hum featured in uh, X-Files, among other places, right? Was it? I think so, yeah. I mean, I guess it should have been. So here's the wasn't. power of suggestion. We had an yes. Airbnb in Taos that we stayed at. Had a hot tub. Oh, yeah. It was lovely. Uh, got Airbnb look at the stars. really hard to go by, to get by. Um, or in Hawaii? In Hawaii, uh, yeah. Very popular yeah. option. A uh, popular option, and there's a lot of like resort fees that oh, Hawaii charges yeah. uh-huh. um, for private uh, 
private use yeah. vacation rentals. You got to yeah. go to the backwoods or the backwater or what have you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To get a uh, cool Airbnb option. Anyways, I was standing outside after I had learned about the Taos Summit. Then I convinced myself I had heard it. So, <laughs> uh, it, you know, my judgment, uh, my, my, the judgment I render is yet, uh, I don't know. The judgment of whether or not you've heard the hum? Yeah. And I'm not sure if I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. But hey, we should hear the calendar, right? Yes. Okay, let's do this. Don't don't ever use that. All right, what do we got? We got a sneeze. We got a sneeze. In all April. Right. Uh, all right, first up, second Friday of every month, Indianapolis Bike Party. That's right, it happens in Indianapolis, where apparently you can drink outdoors and it's okay. It's all Legal. right. Yeah. By the way, if you have an event, listener, that you would like to share on the calendar, be a part of our calendar. Send us your events. Let us know what's happening. Yeah. Tax day. Uh, yes, not tax day. <laughs> April 15th, 10 a.m. in Lad Circle. Lads 500. Right here in Portland, yes. I don't know if I want a, a costume uniform. I think I might just go with the classic. Yeah? You know, okay. cut off sleeve, button up, black tie. There you go. Well, Team Sincerity is heard now, and uh, judgment has been rendered. Yes. How many strong is Team Sincerity this year? Bring your battle jacket if you yeah, have Yeah, that's right. we have five people? Um, So... I don't know. Okay. I'm it's going solo. I, I'm not on right. Team Sincerity this year. Right. But. As far as I know, I've only got three. Okay. And we might be sort of folding into another team. Ah, I see. Well, write but to the Sprocket Podcast at gmail.com, yes. and uh, we'll find out. So, David, you're in. Uh, Brandon Shelby, you're in. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Anyone, Everett. Jeff, yeah, I I haven't heard from you, oh, Jeff. Oh, okay. Well, he's he's got to write in. Yeah. But you're in if you so choose. Yeah, five hey. or some odd, I believe. We have to check the rules. Yes. Yeah, but 500 laps around a tiny circle in Portland. Um, April 29th. Yes. It's coming up. The Durant. Yeah, I'm going to be out of town for this one. Oh, really? Yep. What about April 30th? April 30th. You in. Also out of town. Oh. But these are two pointless climbs that yes. you can do. Yeah, you can climb like 5,000 feet, ride 50 miles. Get nothing except glory. So yes, <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's up I'll to let, you, man. I'll let you represent. I'll let you be the judge. <laughs> I think uh, Adele and I are going to go out and try and ride around the Steens Mountains area. Oh really? Yeah. You're going to do like the Steens Mazama. What are the Steens? <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Over a couple of days. May twentieth. May twentieth. Oh, May fifth. No, May fifth. Film by, by bike. bike. Oh my goodness! Yes. The best film festival for bicycle short films ever. And yes, and then May twentieth, reach the beach. That's right, which is coming up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's put um, on by the American Lung Association, and uh, they are big fan. Or is it? Is it the Lung Association? Yes, I'm a bad person. Yes, I forget American Lung Association. Okay, but that's uh, up to 100 miles to the beach, and uh, this is another one of those. Uh, joint- hey, a plate just fell from the wall. Holy shit! Moisture. We got a poltergeist. Yes, the poltergeist is moisture. Yes. Um, <laughs> so anyways, yes We have a co-worker in common that's thinking of doing this Reaching the beach, that's cool Yeah, yeah. she asked my advice on road bikes Yeah I probably steered her totally wrong Get a road bike <laughs> um, June 10th, Clever Cycles turns 10 10 years old, down there on Hawthorne and 9th, 9th and Hawthorne Yes Yes 
June 11th, Dad's on Vacation. You know, there's been something. Uh, people have been trying to click the link for Dad's on Vacation, and, and uh, it's a any. private Facebook event, as I understand. Oh. So uh, I am going to try to redirect the shift list because it's also it's it's technically a public event. It's on the shift list. People can go. But, hey, if you want to look like a dad and go on vacation on bike, bring your binoculars, bring your short pants, June 11th. Binoculars is one thing we didn't bring and we should have brought. Oh, yeah, yeah. We went whale watching. Oh, right, right. We didn't see a thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was too late in the season. Anyway. Right. Uh, June 14th, Bicycle Xmas. Buy you or someone you love a bike. A bicycle. Yeah. June 24th, The Gathering at Gateway Green featuring Dirt Lab. This is an event for this new mountain bike park that's being built in Portland. It's uh, it's still in the process, but uh, there's a thing happening. Come, there. hang out, volunteer. Right, do right. Some, do some good. Totally. Ride your bike. Make the world beautiful. Mm-hmm. July 7th, the Steens Mazama 1,000. 1,000 miles around Oregon begins July 7th. July 15th and 16th, the Seattle to Portland, the STP. STP. Yeah, uh, we would love to hear from anyone who's doing that this year. If you're doing it, let us know. We'd love to hear your experience. Yeah. October 6th, the AMLX Challenge. Right, this is another one of those, like, uh, no reward, just glory sort of things. Uh, it's a crazy, oh, yes, crazy the, ride. Um, we talked about this. Yeah. Uh, it's it out was on the east coast a somewhere. Name, I forget what I, what I called it. But yeah. I can't remember. Right. So that's <clears> happening. <throat> uh, this is all good stuff. Uh, I, I encourage you again. If you have an event that you would like to promote, please let us know because we love nothing more than getting something on our calendar. Yes. All right. Uh, you ready for some headlines? Let's do this. We're starting with sad news. Starting with some sad, uh, aggravating news. I'm yeah, more no angry kidding. than yeah, sad. Yeah, this is uh, kind of fucked up. Yeah, vandals hit at least 11 bike town stations, over 200 bikes. What? Yes. Vandals have hit several Bike Town bike share stations in the past week. At least two of the incidents appear to be the work of the same suspect. A flyer has been posted on the stations that says the damage was inflicted by Rose City Saboteurs. They have a cool logo, but that's just wow. about it. Just because you have a cool logo doesn't mean you have the right to fuck shit up. Well, yeah, and if you're an anarchist collective of some kind or whatever they call their, their you know organization, like, what the hell, man? You know, what do you got against fuck bikes? You. Fuck you. Oh, I get it because it's, it's Nike, right? Apparently. Right? It's corporate. Our city is not a corporate amusement park. That's well, what guess what? Fuck you. That's what it says <laughs> on the on the flyer that they have uh, wheat pasted, apparently, to this bike down station. But yeah. uh, the pictures of this were sad, man, because people have they've cut the spokes on these bike share bikes. Yeah. And it's basically like, you know, we're, we're tired of tourists coming and biking around our town, which, I mean, I understand the idea of, of being a little put off by the incursion of tourists or some culture you don't understand. But Look, at the same time. tourists are going to come regardless. Right. They're either going to come and, like, choke up the roads by car or they're going to come. And bike around and experience some really cool shit by bike. Choke up the roads by bike. We prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. Rose City Saboteurs. You can't see it, but this is a middle finger right for you. 
I'll, I will uh, verify that you, in fact, are uh, holding up a middle finger to the Rose City Saboteurs. I, w- I will hold up my own middle finger to them because, I mean, say what Here you wait. will Let's about the this. capitalist systems of – yeah, you got a thing? Um, <laughs> say what you will about the capitalist systems. I, why it's why like, don't you take, take a picture Okay, like there this. we go. Right, and right, then, and then use your oh, right. your, your hang phone. Hang on, to okay. Like, here, uh, let me get yeah. uh, cameras out. Hang on, okay. Okay, uh, okay there it is. Uh, boom, set. Okay, got it. Okay, that's going on the Twitter. <laughs> All right, from the Sprocket Podcast directly. Two middle fingers <laughs> from the two hosts at the Sprocket Podcast. That's our official statement to the Rose City Saboteurs. Look. Find I'm a not way. a fan of Nike's business practices in the past. Right. But guess what? That's a corporation that actually came out against, you know, uh, fascism. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a corporation that's actually trying or has tried to keep our administration honest and has gotten into some hot water for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there are things about like, obviously, the idea that, uh, you know, people are upset in this organization about the fact that what is it? Uh, our city is not a corporate amusement park. They're they're uh, they're bummed that like suddenly the city they live in is filled with people who are just trying to have a good time. But you know what? People should have a good time. Also, not everybody who uses a bike town bike is a suit and a stiff. Yes. And- Some people actually use it to get to work because they don't have a car and it's a cheaper option than having a bike right now right and i mean you know there are ways in which the equity of the bike share could be expanded like more people could have access to this some people don't have credit cards you have to have a credit card to have a bike share thing right but at the same time it's like like this is an option man this is a way that that people can get around town and i think it is well worth figuring out exactly how to make that work in a way that that somehow can get everyone uh, on board uh somehow uh and vandalism is not the answer Whatever you think, vandalism is not the answer. Right. You know, honestly, if it was just, in my opinion, if it was just this poster on there and maybe the spray paint, I probably wouldn't have, like, wouldn't have cared too Might much. Might be amusing. But, but they went so far as to, like, cutting spokes. You know and, what? Like, Destroying a bicycle, that's a that's an act of violence that yes. does not deserve any sort of respect. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's all, all we right. got to say about that. Angry. Done. Arr. All right. This came to us from William C. in Detroit. What's from up, William C.? Architecturaldaily.com. Says, keep killing it in Portland. Add Detroit to the cause. This is 13 inspiring architectural projects for bicycles. There's some great photographs in this, yeah. These are pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, Denmark and the Netherlands are currently the leading countries in architecture for bikes. They are considered a cyclist paradise because of their excellent infrastructure and architecture making them a worldwide reference in this field. Yeah, if you want to be inspired by some of the just the public bicycle infrastructure and like this this is a place where bicycles Man, are welcome. This I is gotta some say good I'm stuff. super jealous by some of these things. Like some of them yeah. like like I'm like this isn't this isn't for anything except novelty use, but man, it looks cool and I would love to like try it someday. It's like a corporate amusement park. What the fuck? <laughs> Shut up, dicks. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, coming to us from Mr. T from The Guardian, Uber for Bikes, How Dockless Cycles Flooded China and Are Heading Overseas. I prefer Lyft for Bikes, but, you know. <laughs> it's like Band-Aid versus... <laughs> it's Kleenex. Kleenex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, versus, yeah. Uh, anyways, the way it works is simple enough in theory. Users download an app that tells them where to find a bike which they unlock by scanning a QR code on their phones 
or using a combination that they are sent. Unlike traditional rental services, however, which require bikes to be returned to a fixed stocking station, riders are free to leave the bikes wherever their journey ends. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if uh, Stefan Guthrie... By the way, thanks, Stefan Guthrie, for covering last Ooh. week's show. It was a great show with Gabe Amadeus, who I famously still have not met. <laughs> uh, but uh, We've talked so much about like wanting to meet him. And he's a golden the god. One time, the one time he decides to do our show, neither of us could make it. Seriously. Uh, but uh, I think they may have talked a bit about this one last, last uh, episode. But I do think that this is a great idea. I know that Bike Town, you know, uh, before the vandalism, was uh, one of the systems that offers an option. If you don't have your own bicycle, you can still, like, you can start and end your, your ride wherever you want to. Uh, I think Bike Town assesses you an, a larger fee if yes. you need to leave it somewhere where they don't have an actual official station. But the idea of, like, hey, just kind of like like car to go or like one of the other car sharing yeah. services, like Reach Now, you know, if they have a, a, a vehicle station near you, you can just pick that up. It's close to you, and then you take it, and you leave it somewhere close to where someone else will pick it up later. And uh, the dockless bikes thing, like, you know, if you can if you can leave this anywhere and pick it up any place that it works for you, that's, uh, that's a decent idea. So, well, we may not have uh, specifically dockless cycles yet, but what we do have... We got mail. Hey, we got mail. Right on. All right, this first one comes to us from Phil in Alaska. Phil. Saturday morning, eight coworkers and friends and I gathered with our bikes, plenty of extra layers and plenty of food in order to ride across creek bed and frozen swamps and rivers to get up close and personal with, with a, a gigantic, gigantic glacier. When we arrived, there were dozens of vehicles and what felt like hundreds of people all queuing up to head out. The ride was amazing, and the end point beyond words. If you've never been close to a glacier, it's hard to explain just how powerful of an experience it is. Man, the the blue, the shades of blue coming through the ice on this sunny day that they were there. The pictures are amazing. We're going to post some of these with this show. Yeah. But he says, add another goodness. reason to your list for reasons to visit Alaska. Aside from riding along with a guy who wears an actual living bear as a jacket. <laughs> But, yeah, so beautiful, and uh, it looks like a great place to fat bike. Goodness yes. me. Um, next up, Richard Wazinski, donor and supporter, yeah. sends us where he puts his patch. Yeah. Right there. That's a, that's a sprocket podcast patch. Yeah. That's a, that's a battle pack. In Indeed, a yeah. Look at that. Well, I notice he Look has it. those patches. Yeah, man. he has it uh, safety pinned on, which is what I do to my patches because I'm not good at sewing, so... I appreciate someone who is similarly inclined. Look uh, at the company that we're in here. Yeah. Always be coffineering. Oh, League of me. American Bicyclists. Oh. North Texas Cycling Summit. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, that's some good company. Yeah. This is also, it's from Instagram. So obviously this happened like six months ago. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate people. Uh, finally, finally. I swear get we get it. we get to Instagram occasionally. So uh, Glenn also has an interesting patch placement. Yes. For... For two of, I don't know if this is like a subtle comment on, on Portland or, or, or what. Bike patches but, my ass. <laughs> uh, once one side is velo cult and the other side is us. Yes, and these are mounted uh, just on, on the uh, just where your pants squarely, would cover your gluteus maximus. Yes, squarely on the buttocks. Yes, yeah, I, I think I appreciate this. This is good. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> well, and you know if if he's riding. Especially like if he's like in a drop bar style yeah, riding. Right. People are checking out Probably his uh, his in, good looking in, derriere. In the glutes, yeah. You know, 
Right. I, yeah. We all know They're Glenn probably... has a great looking ass. Yes. And it only looks better because of the patches <laughs> on his pants. <laughs> that's how they do it up in Edmonton. Uh, thank you, Glenn. Much appreciated. That that's fantastic. You know, uh, well, by by hook or by crook, the word is spread. <laughs> and speaking of asses, <laughs> yes, we have reached the end of the show. <laughs> That's right. The tail end of the Sprocket Podcast. Thank you for listening. Aaron, again, welcome home. It's good to see yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, let's close this show out, shall we? Let's do this. All right. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Media Audio Studio thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text. Really? Send us a text message. Call us 503 847 9774. Yes, you did. Twitter at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herb Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks for thanks to our sustaining donors. Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Mellengard, Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan George, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lee, Richard Bozenski, Tim Mooney, Orange and Purple, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Jim Gooden, Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen Miller, Todd Parker, Chris Gonzalez, Dan Gebhardt, Who's a Time Traveler, uh-huh. Zoe Campagna, Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Christy Kaser, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Patrick Archain, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, Krista, John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division, Josh Zissen, Richard G, Guthrie Straw, thanks for filling in on the podcast, Woo! Brandon Shelby, Campsite, Aaron Green, Mac Nurse, David, Kathy at Walking, uh, excuse me, Kathy at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking. I don't think she cares if you get those mixed up. Uh, syntax is important. <laughs> Nathan Bolton, Chris Warson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel, Ed Whitman, AJ Finneran, Paul Colbertson, if that's your name, yes. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skado, Christopher Barnett. You guys get your stickers. Keith Hutchison and Tom Beninati. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now, uh, brush your teeth and also check out the Lumberjack Kickstarter. We're raising funds for our new album, 2017. And go to bed, but also check out... I don't have anything to promote. (laughs) (laughs) My grocery list. That's right. It's full of tasty things like hummus and fantastic breads and uh, what else? But no longer fish. Oh, yeah? It just won't measure up anymore. (laughs) 